writers must feel like sad magicians because they know what they're going to say and they know how the trick is done. The magic isn't in the trick that the magician performs, but it's in the eyes of the audience and then again in the, in the borrowed amazement of the eyes from the sad magician. Welcome to episode something or other, number four. Um, when I was 25, someone who was 35 told me something that now I'd consider as blatantly obvious wisdom. Or even then I sort of thought, yeah, that, that makes sense. But, his, but the way he said it, or just the, his inflection or something, just this energy behind it, his words felt lived in and, and they didn't feel like they were read from some self-help book it was kind of they were kind of loaded with unsaid conviction and you can smell it and i reckon audiences can smell that like the the, the dumbest um composition of words or series i don't know series of thoughts uh, audi- audience can smell that sort of stuff no matter what reading level they're at no matter yeah no matter how smart or dumb I say those words in inverted commas. Um, people think they are or aren't. Um, we, yeah, we we can smell it like animals. Uh, it, I love that sort of writing. That it, yeah, it breaks breaks through the stupid humanness of us and talks to our animal, and and the animal can recognise that we're we're all kind of genius. We're all really clever because of that. I think we can all smell something that's trying to sound like writing or a poem that's trying to sound like it's supposed to be a poem and there's heaps of that sort of writing where just the form of something um will try to pass off as the as the insight or the truth a poem that's trying to be written like a poem i I reckon i've fallen i've fallen into that especially earlier earlier on writing and i still do it sometimes where i try to make a poem sound like a poem and i get lost in in the bullshit of that um but i remember reading milan kundera's unbearable likeness of being in my 20s and i thought he had he he spoke with such conviction about all things human and all things life and it was just an it was just an impossible kind of confidence and i thought oh that that's how you're supposed to write you write with like you know it know things um, and with the full lived-in human experience, but um, yeah, what I've—I guess what I—yeah, twenty years since or twenty-five years since I read that book, yeah, I sort of worked out that's not true. You, you have to write yourself into the, a human experience over time through lived experience. For, for instance, it's, I reckon it's very different. The same thing can be said twice, like an eighteen-year-old and say life is fucked but you're going to be okay versus a 50 year old who says those exact same words life is fucked but you're going to be okay but um a 50 year old's exact same words i'm speaking generally will 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 somehow seem more real because you can feel it you can feel the liftiness of it the the author charles bukowski who i've talked about before his editor once said something like something happens to a writer when they hit mid to late 30s that suddenly they somehow come into their own um and i i know that writing some in some ways it's kind of bullshit to put age limits and all that numbers on 
when or when not things are good or things are aren't good. But for me, I have felt some sort of truth in it that in this idea that writers come into themselves in their mid to late thirties that they've because they've lived the repetition of life experience they've they've lived out a, a generation that are now be, before them or younger than them they've seen a, they've they've witnessed a whole cycle of life so they can f- feel that energy they've they've seen things they've had more than just their heart broken and they can write more than just about heartbreak poems and they've experienced the same scenarios over and over again it, and in a way i kind of think that um creativity is really just a form of complex pattern recognition and being able to see very similar things happen again and then being able to pre- predict through those patterns what may or may not happen and it's, it's not all, you're not always going to get it right but um yeah Earlier on, I was writing in second person, maybe in my 20s, like, you, you, this, you, that, and then then stepped back and thought, no, I've got to write it, I, this, I, that. That sounds solipsistic, selfish, but I had to, I had to write more truthfully. I felt like I had to take a step back. And strangely, more recently, now I'm 46, I've had people say, I really like it when you write in second person. So I've weirdly gone back to that. It's like as if I'm dispensing advice, but I don't write advice in that way. I'm writing advice for myself now, um, stepping into second person occasionally, um, which I find quite trippy. But on pattern recognition and witnessing the cycles of life happening, I remember my grandpa um, in his 70s, no, he's in his 80s, he said, I've passed my years by date and I've life gets boring and I've seen this shit over and over again. I, I get bored with life. and I, I thought that was kind of nihilistic but also pretty funny. Um, and I, and I can, I'm not 80, I'm half that age, but sometimes I feel like... You, people say the same things in the same way um and that totally different people the whole world sings word like words to you in the same way like they'll say whatever or excellent those same kind of singing sing song voices with the same words and all, all of a sudden you feel like people are just talking in numbers um and you, and that's when you start to when true originality sticks out to you, you, you really feel it. The um, it's it becomes more rare, it becomes gold. I've always felt artists have four or five things to say, and they say those same things over and over. And I always used to think, oh, that's pretty lazy of them. But then I thought, no, that's over time. It they're refining their ideas and they become better and I, I've noticed that in someone like Charles Bukowski's poems where he, he, he talks about some stuff and early earlier on it was all macho shit and that's that's cool and it's fine and I loved it um, but I found when he got older something happened to the same ideas that he would bang on about um, about beating beating death in life and it, and it's and his words started to sing more beautifully and truly. Um, 
as he got older, as he became more frail. And I remember Eckhard Tolle, or Tolle, um, that spiritual German spiritualist, said something about that, that when we're sick or ill, the body starts to break down and the, the spirit begins to shine through. And I, I fucking love that. So, yeah, you, you, I start to really feel um, some stuff that my favourite artists have been banging on about their whole life and perfecting those ideas. And when their body breaks down, they, they're they imbued with a beauty that, that, that maybe just was that final piece in the jigsaw. Um, I've always felt that artists must feel like sad magicians as or even writers must feel like sad magicians because they know what they're going to say and they know how the trick is done. But um, I've, magicians, the magic isn't in the trick that the magician performs, but it's in the eyes of the audience and then again in the, in the borrowed amazement of the eyes from the sad magician. Uh, I think there's, it's a, like a photocopy of a photocopy of amazement and... And the, and the dimness of that amazement that wears off the second time it's borrowed in the magician's, in the magician's eyes or the writer's eyes is, is the beauty or the shared beauty between. But um, sometimes a writer doesn't know how the trick's done and it will come to the, the artist or writer and, and that's when the writer becomes both the audience and the performer and they're rare moments but for me that's probably one one percent if not less than the shit that i write